It's a JM the AM Wednesday morning. Well, Senator Rand Paul, Republican senator from Kentucky, was, of course, in the room yesterday when the uh, Prime Minister of Israel addressed the joint session of Congress, and the senator has been kind enough to set aside a few minutes for us this morning right here at JM in the AM. Senator Rand Paul, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning. Thanks for having me. A pleasure. What a pleasure to speak with you. Tell me what it was like, what the atmosphere was like as the Prime Minister addressed the joint session of Congress and essentially the world. Senator? Did we just lose the Senator? (laughs) Did we just lose the phone connection to the Senator? In fact, we did. Wow. All right, hopefully he'll rejoin us in a minute, I hope. (laughs) That's ironic, huh? That is certainly ironic. I think we have Senator Paul back. Senator, are you there? Yes. The question is, and um, I'm glad we got you back, the question is, what was the atmosphere like when the Prime Minister of Israel addressed the joint session of Congress and essentially the world yesterday? You know, I think incredibly supportive, and some have said, you know, even more so than in recent years because of the president's sort of hostility towards having him come. I think people wanted to send a message to the president that, uh, you know, the prime minister of Israel has always been welcome in our country. Do you think the president uh, and his um, reaction to the invitation of John Boehner to the prime minister uh, may have uh, done himself? I'm having a little trouble hearing you. How's our connection now? Uh, I think it's better. Is this good? Wow. Can you repeat your question one more time for me, please? Do, do you think the president did himself a disservice by calling so much attention to the invitation by John Boehner, and the, and there's no way the speech would have gotten the attention it did if the president would not have reacted that way? Ah, we keep losing the senator. All right. <laughs> that is frustrating. That is really frustrating. Rand Paul was there yesterday as was the majority of the representatives of the House and Senate. We'll give this one more shot. Senator Paul, are you there? Yes, I am. we got a bad connection. Hopefully this is better. I appreciate you reconnecting, and I appreciate your patience. The question is, do you think the president did a disservice to himself by calling so much attention to the speech? Maybe all the people that watched it and heard it yesterday would not have if he would not have called all that attention about the invitation by John Boehner to the prime minister. Well, I think it was good that we we brought attention because the speech was an important one. I think it was also good because uh, one of the main problems that we've been having with the president is the separation of powers. And the invitation to speak before Congress comes from Congress, not the president. And so I think in many ways the president acting sort of in a petulant way as if he were a child and didn't get uh, sufficiently asked uh, permission I think really, in the end, did make the speech much louder, but it, it, it needed to be said, and I think the uh, Prime Minister framed the issue in a very good way, that it's not just about nuclear enrichment, it's about spreading terrorism throughout the Middle East, it's also about conventional weaponry, and it's really about attitude. Um, but I did like that the Prime Minister said that uh, his goal is peace, that's what Israel wants, that's what we want, and that all we're asking for really is a sincere uh, part, on the part of Iran, a sincere effort to say they're going to give up on trying to, you know, believe in all this rhetoric of uh, destroying Israel and spreading terrorism throughout the Middle East. Yeah, well, he did. Uh, he did outline why he considers them an untrusty, uh, uh, untrustworthy uh, uh, a partner in this uh, in these negotiations. I hope that that was. 
appreciated by all the members of Congress. What's the next step? What do you think the next step is? Do you think that in any way uh, the prime minister influenced the president yesterday during the speech? Do you think members of Congress uh, are going to be even stronger on this issue? What do you think the next step is? Well, for the past several months, I've been working with several members to try to see if we could embolden the administration and have them negotiate from a position of strength rather than weakness. So I'm co-sponsoring legislation with Senator Corker that makes sure that the administration knows that any agreement will have to be voted on and agreed by Congress. This should give them more leverage. When they go back to negotiations, they should be able to say, look, Congress isn't going to sign on to a bad deal. So we have to now negotiate from more of a position of strength. And uh, the only thing I'm disappointed in is we didn't think of this idea earlier because people have been talking about it, but it's taken a long time to come to fruition. But I think it's a great idea because now the president can go to the negotiating table and say, look, I can't sign this if it's a bad deal. I'm going to have to demand less centrifuges. We're going to have to demand that uh, really that uh, the possibility of developing nuclear weapons is taken off the table. And when would this come to the floor? When would this actually be voted on? It's a possibility by next week. And uh, the legislation just been finalized in the last few days. But uh, there's a possibility by next week uh, it could be on the floor. And uh, in that case, the president's, so to speak, hands would be tied. He'd have no choice but to adhere to it. Yeah, but I don't, I don't like to say hands tied. I like to say that uh, he has to realize that the American people, through their representatives, will have to approve of the deal. Because I do want a deal. I want a deal where Iran gives up its nuclear ambitions. I want a deal where Iran gives up its uh, ambitions to spread terrorism. And so I am still hopeful and one who but does believe in negotiations, even with somebody who is, uh, you know, an adversary, because adversaries aren't to be trusted. And so we don't really negotiate with our friends. So I am for negotiations. I hope this steals the president's nerves and we actually get a deal that uh, Iran agrees to, you know, give up their nuclear ambition. Uh, but that's, you're right, it's a difficult scenario, and there have been many instances where they have not been a trustworthy uh, partner in the negotiations. Um, but this will push it. It definitely pushes it and tells the president that uh, we're not going to accept a bad deal. It's interesting to watch what people say and write about you, especially in light of, uh, you know, the different things you've said in foreign policy-wise over the years. Uh, did, did you notice that some people were not happy the way you clapped yesterday during the speech? <laughs> uh, I would say that we, we are approaching the ridiculous if we're going to, to measure how fast you have to clap, uh, you know, what it is. The interesting thing, it's kind of funny, We I, I was part of giving uh, the uh, the Prime Minister of Israel 50 standing ovations and uh, <laughs> was applauding throughout, but apparently some people, to some people, wasn't fast enough <laughs> applause. So, uh, no, but that's the kind of world we live in. I mean, you know, you know, your, your tie's not straight, your hair's not combed perfectly, and you don't clap right for some people, so... But, uh, you know, hopefully there are some thinking folks out there who are not going to succumb to that nonsense. Senator, before I let you go, I must ask you about this story regarding Shelley Adelson. There was a story that the um, uh, that, that uh, Mr. Adelson was actually uh, uh, making a concerted effort to make sure, uh, with financial backing, of course, to make sure you would not win the upcoming Republican uh, primary nomination. Have you spoken with him? Do you know if there's any truth to the story? What can you give us in terms of an update on that situation. Well, that's another thing where people spread mistruths. I, I sat down with he and his wife yesterday, and they assured me there was no truth to that, and that was somebody spreading falsehoods. 
And, uh, no, we have uh, good relations, and uh, we had a, a great, very informative discussion. In fact, we talked about my Stand with Israel Act, where I have uh, pledged to try to not give any American money to Hamas to end the money that goes to the Palestinian Authority, as long as they're linked to Hamas. And uh, I thought we had a good discussion. Oh, that's great. That's good news to hear. And uh, I, I guess that uh, it's a good feeling knowing that uh, many people want to see you march on and uh, one day actually be in the White House. That must be a great feeling as you continue to uh, go around the country and hear from people who are enthusiastically backing your nomination. Well, we will see. We will see. But it's going to be an interesting time over the, the next year or so, and we're going to make our final decision sometime in the next month or so. But I think people are understanding that uh, we're going to have to do something different if we're going to actually uh, win a presidential election. That means we've got to attract new people, um, and that means uh, all kinds of different constituencies we haven't attracted in the past. And I think the youth vote, the African-American vote, the Hispanic vote, frankly, the Jewish vote could become more Republican over time. And I think with the, the Democrats sort of resistance to Netanyahu speaking here, I think that should send a message to a lot of uh, American uh, Jewry that uh, really the time to think about who supports Israel is, is now. Yeah, well, you're making an excellent point. Thank you so much for joining us. It's much appreciated and continued success. Thank you. Senator Rand Paul, Republican of Kentucky, with us here on JM and the AM. There you heard it, folks. This was the, uh, this was the big rumor, the big story, more than a rumor, looked like a real story, frankly, uh, about Shelley Adelson declaring that he would uh, do anything, uh, including, uh, uh, from the financial standpoint to make sure Rand Paul would not be a nominee. Uh, the nominee on the Republican Party for president in 2016. And as you heard, Rand Paul spoke with him yesterday. And uh, that story, uh, he contends that uh, Shelley Adelson contended, uh, is completely false. That might be the news item of the day. Uh, Wednesday morning, Tanis Esther morning as we continue. This is JM in the AM.